Yeah, well, it's easy to get really attached, I think, to your own work. I mean, it's something that you are literally seeing from birth to where it is now. And so you've seen the whole progress of it and you can become really attached to your work, which is great, actually. I think it's great to feel attached to your work because obviously it means something to you. But then trying to come into it and view it with like a fresh perspective or without knowing the things that you already know, which probably has an influence on how you feel about it, is really difficult. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm one of your hosts, Femke. And I'm your other host, Charlie. Today, our topic comes as per usual, it seems, these days, by way of a question from a listener. We're going to talk about critiquing your own work. So looking at your own work with a critical eye to spot all those little details and just generally try and improve it and make it a better project when it's a self-driven one rather than one where you've got a client critiquing it for you. Does that sound good, Femme? Yeah, I always find critiquing my own work challenging. Yeah, always. Especially when you become super attached to a project and, you know, you've got some personal investment in it. It can be really hard to give it a critical eye. So this should be a good topic. I'm looking forward to it. Before we get into that, though, I would like to know how your week has been going. Have you been making any progress on that magazine that you were talking about a few weeks back? Yeah, I'm kind of in the planning phases of that. I'm sort of putting together a bit of a questionnaire. So I want to do a bit of research, I think, and get some feedback from people as to whether it's something they'd be interested in, would they pay for it, how much would they be willing to pay for it, just kind of in that planning slash research phase. I want to try and, you know, validate my idea first and make sure it's actually going to be worth it before just like diving in full of excitement and then suddenly realizing that it's not feasible or maybe nobody's actually interested. So yeah, in that kind of phase right now of doing the the planning, which yeah, is kind of making it feel real, but I guess I'll wait and see what the results are of that as to whether I'm actually going to pursue it or not. I think you will end up pursuing it. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, what about you? Did you have a good week this week? Yeah, I've had a good week actually. I've been feeling a bit tired lately, but I've been, you know, making sure I take care of myself and do things to help make sure that doesn't get me sick or anything like that. Uh, something I've been really enjoying doing lately, as I think I've talked about on a previous episode, is this month's focus is lettering and completing the Learn Lettering course. So I've been watching a lot of those video lessons and starting to do my lettering drills where you basically draw the same letter over and over again just to, you know, get a feel for the form of it. And yeah, muscle memory. Yeah, exactly, and just notice all the little details so that it can come naturally to you. I've just ordered a bunch of pencil leads and a lead holder and nerdy stuff like that to draw with, so I'm looking forward to oh, that. Oh, that's kind of exciting, isn't it? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that arriving so I can get a bit more stuck in. And, yeah, I've been doing some lettering pieces of my own and really putting the focus on learning that this month, which I'm really enjoying. Do you kind of have an idea of what you'd like to use your lettering skills for? Like, do you think you'll maybe do another line of t-shirts that are, you know, obviously with your hand lettering designs or use that skill in another way? Maybe, but I think I mostly want to use it to 
like add to my skill set. So it's something that I could do in potentially album art or yeah, merch designs, things like that. Yeah, that's the plan. Cool. At the end of the uh, video course, we have like a piece of work to show. I'm not really sure where it goes, to be honest. Like, I'm not sure if there's like an outcome, like where you complete a project part of it. It's at the moment, I'm just in the stage of, you know, learning the basics and learning all the details and learning how to physically do it. You know, it's not so much focused on creating a piece, but I'm sure that I will end up putting out a few lettering pieces this month because of this course. I'm actually in the middle of digitizing one right now before we started recording the podcast. That was us. Wait, and you also did a gym workout this morning? Yes. (laughs) Remind people again what time it is for you that we record this. It is currently 6.45 (laughs) a.m. I I will say that the workout was only 17 minutes long, so let's not get too impressed. (laughs) Ah, so good. So good. So should we get into talking about critiquing? Yes. So I want to know first off, to get started, how do you think you learn to critique your own work? Because it is a skill that you learn, right, as a designer. It's not something that you are born with and that everyone can naturally do. Yeah. For me, I think I learned a lot while I was at university. There's quite a lot of critiquing sessions that go on and especially not only critiquing others' work but also your own. And so that kind of gave me a critical way to think about my work. But I think also just having other people critique your work also kind of opens up your eyes to what critique actually means. I think a lot of people take critique as uh, negative feedback, but it's it's not always negative feedback. You know, sometimes it's, it's um, what's the word? There's a word for it. Positive? <laughs> maybe. Maybe <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, but there's always an intention to it, right? So, uh, Constructive criticism is the constructive word. Constructive criticism. For. That's exactly, yes, that's what I was thinking of. Thank you. Yeah, so it's not always, I like this, I don't like that. It's trying to provide someone else or, or yourself, in this case, critiquing yourself, with that kind of feedback of how can you take it further? Like, yes, it may already look and feel good right now but is it really communicating that message or or whatever the goal is of it in the best way possible I totally agree I think that's exactly how I learned to critique my own work as well was by having others critique me and being forced to critique others and come up with you know looking things at things critically and coming up with useful things to tell them at design school because we did have to, I don't know about you but in my class we did have to be like forced to say something in critique sessions yeah. everyone was like really shy and didn't want to say what's anything. your opinion yeah exactly <laughs> what well, what do you think the hardest part is of learning to critique your own work because I don't think it's an easy process to look critically at your own work and when you do start to see all the details that perhaps aren't quite right I find it quite difficult when you suddenly realise that it's not as good as you thought it was and it can be really easy to let that affect you. So you have to be careful of that. I don't know, what what do you think the hardest part is? Yeah, well, it's easy to get really attached, I think, to your own work. I mean, it's something that you are literally seeing from birth to where it is now. And so you've seen the whole progress of it and you can become really attached to your work, which is great actually I think it's great to feel attached to your work because obviously it means something to you but then trying to come into it and view it with like a fresh perspective or 
without knowing the things that you already know, which probably has an influence on how you feel about it, is really difficult. Definitely. Actually, uh, one of our listeners, Awe, tweeted in response to a tweet we sent out asking what our listeners found difficult when it comes to critiquing. And she said, sometimes feeling too attached to my work that it's difficult to pick it apart. So it's almost like you love it so much that it's hard to pick apart the details and look critically at it. For me, I think I also get ahead of myself in terms of just getting really excited and really passionate about an idea and not necessarily stopping to think about like the logistics or the consequences or whatever, which is what I'm actually trying to do with my magazine. So normal me would just like (laughs) full steam ahead, like let's do this thing, you know, I'd start putting it all together, opening InDesign, whatever. But I'm trying to step back and be more critical about it and think, you know, well, would other people like it? How are people going to feel about it? All of those kind of questions, which I guess is a little bit different from like giving design critique, but it's still, for me, I think, a way of critiquing my idea before I actually get to that design phase, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. That's a huge part of it too, is critiquing the thought process, I suppose, and critiquing the purpose of the project that you're doing. That's a big part of personal projects, I think. Yeah, because, I mean, I think it is great to have ideas and, you know, run with them, but sometimes maybe it is worth just being a little bit more thoughtful about it. I mean, we all have those ideas where, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do this thing for fun, and and that's super cool. But for me, I want my magazine to be more than just some little fun project. I really want to, I guess, make the most out of it. And so to do that, I am spending a lot of time critiquing the idea, I guess you could say. And I think because of that, you're going to get a better result at the end of it because you will have thought through a lot of the things that perhaps if you just dived in, you might realise along the way, but by then you would have already done half the work and it would be harder to change it and might make the project take even longer than taking this time at the start. So what do you do when you need to critique your own work? Like, how do you do that? Do you just sit and look at your work and think, hmm, like what could I change here? Or like, do you print it out or do you talk about it with someone else? Like what's your kind of process for critiquing an idea or or your own side project work? That is a very good question. I always find it hard to critique immediately. And by that, I mean, I always have to leave my work like perhaps overnight and come back to it the next day. Actually, I think in a previous episode, we've talked about the fact that When I edit my YouTube videos, I will do one edit and then the next day come back in and do another pass or perhaps, you know, edit in the morning and then do another pass in the evening after work so that I've got that time to like let it rest and then come back to it with fresh eyes. And when I come back to it, I try and look at it really critically and like in a new light and I forget that I love it if I do love it, you know, and just try and think, okay, if I was someone else looking at this, would I like it just as much? Does this make sense here? You know, is this bit too long? And ask all those questions that I I feel I ask when I look at other people's work, but ask them of myself. Yeah, it is quite a lot of putting yourself in other people's shoes, right? Yeah, even pretending to be someone who hasn't created it for a second, you know, put yourself in that headspace and forget that this is, I mean, try and think of it from the point of view of someone who is going to be looking at your work. Yeah, and that's kind of what I 
I guess, meant before of because you've been so attached to your own project and you know the quote-unquote brief and you you know what the goal of it is, trying to then critique it, pretending you know what that goal is of it can be quite difficult. So getting a fresh perspective can always be useful. But if it's just you critiquing it, then I think that's something you kind of need to train yourself to do and like always ask yourself why, like, oh, I made that box purple. Why? Like, why did I do that? What does that mean? How does that contribute to the overall goal or or overall why of the project I love that just asking yourself why for every little thing yeah that's yeah that's really cool I think that I I haven't thought about that but I think that is what I do like when I'm editing a video for example I'll be like okay why have I put this shot here is this actually adding anything to the story or is it just wasting five seconds of someone's time you know should I take it out Mm mm-hmm yeah, I find that a really good way to just like cleanse through a project, especially with a design. Like maybe I'm feeling stuck or something. I'll just, you know, go from the top down or whatever and just ask myself, okay, why did I do that? Why is that the best way? Why did I choose that it should be that color or that typeface or that size or whatever it is? And if I get to a point where I can't answer that question, then I know that it's probably not or that I haven't yet come up with the best solution. Yeah, I really love that. It sounds like an awesome process to take when critiquing your own work. And it makes it sound really easy, I think, just looking at every little detail and asking yourself why you did it. Because that could end up uh, justifying it to yourself. You know, if you have done the right thing, you can remind yourself why. And perhaps that means you can stop questioning it and move on to the next piece, you know. And if you discover problems, then that's the time to fix them. Yeah, and if you do client work like I do, it's also a good way to practice. Mm, Uh, For example, I just had a call with the client yesterday on a project I'm working on and she asked me exactly that. She pointed to something on the design and she said, why is that there? Or like, like, what is the purpose of that? And, you know, I had to explain why it was there, why I chose to put it there and not there and why it's that size and not that size. So training yourself to ask yourself why and and critique your own work thinking like why, 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 I think is a great way to become more or or better at critiquing your own work. Definitely. I'm for sure going to try that in my next project and I'm sure that that tip is going to help a lot of our listeners as well. I also like what you mentioned earlier about stepping away and then coming back another time to like give it another pass over. I find that especially useful when I write blog posts for my blog. So I don't just sit down, write a blog and like, cool, done. It actually goes through about like two to three times of me coming and going away from my computer because I think it's super important and actually quite cool to come back with a different perspective and a fresh mind because... You may have a new idea that you didn't think of before or you you may be looking at it now in a different way and then realize something that could be improved or could be better. So I think going away and coming back to it is super useful in terms of getting a fresh perspective on something. Yeah, I think that can just really help put like a break between you as the designer and you as the client in a personal project, for example. So you haven't just been working on this and putting the shapes in place or whatever. You come to it with fresh eyes and don't touch it and just look at it critically. Yeah, like if I wanted to, I probably could design a landing page in like 16 hours straight from like start to finish and be like, done. But 
it would be pretty shit. <laughs> I think, you know, even if I had the time purposefully blocking that up and being like, okay, I'll spend a few hours this day, that day, focus this time on doing that thing, focus tomorrow's time on doing that thing, I think means that every time you look at it or, or start working on it, you're coming to it with like fresh perspective, a fresh mind, super focused and ready to work on it, which then overall at the end of the project, I think you're going to have a much better result. Yeah, I think you owe it to yourself to critique your own work because that's what's going to make it the best that it can be. Yeah, I think if you don't give it that critique session that it deserves, then maybe it's not reaching its full potential. And then it sort of makes the time you have spent on it almost a waste because you haven't put in as much effort as you can and, and doing a critique and looking at it critically is part of that effort you put in, I think. Do you ever have your own critique sessions where you're trying to critique your work and you actually can't find anything to critique? Like you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, I think it's like, I think I'm done. It's pretty good. I don't think that I ever think my work is finished. There was too many things in that sentence, but you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I find I always discover little things that could be changed. That's like, oh, I could go back in and fix that. When it's a video, for example, I tend to just do, okay, no, I think it's fine. No one else is going to notice that. It's fine without it. I'm not going to waste the time to re-export and re-upload or whatever. And I just go with it. But I do always notice things. It's kind of like the 90% rule, right? Yeah, I think that definitely applies here. When critiquing your own work, you have to decide, okay, am I just being a perfectionist or is this actually okay? Yeah, so a bit of context around that. Your 100% is going to be different to someone else's 100%. So what, Charlie, what you might think is not very good in one of your videos, someone else is going to think, wow, like that's amazing. That's the best thing I've ever seen. And so I think always having that in mind as well of like not necessarily always aiming for 100%, but if it's at least your 90%, then it's it's probably good enough to put out because someone else is going to, or the majority of people probably, considering you have quite a high standard, are going to think, oh, wow, that's like 100%, like that's super, super good and super polished. This actually reminds me of something one of our listeners said in response. So we put out a poll on Twitter. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, by the way. We're at Design Life FM because we do, you know, talk about the topic before the show. So we asked our listeners, which one they found easier, critiquing others' work or critiquing your own work? 63% said critiquing others' work was easier than critiquing their own, which I thought was interesting. And we asked them to justify why they answered that. And Sarah said something that I quite liked. She said, it's easier to give, give others constructive critique. While we critique ourselves more frequently in the design process, we can often reach one of two extremes. The first one, becoming blinded by an element we like or from not stepping away long enough from the project to see it with a fresh perspective, which is what I was talking about before. Or two, the other extreme is we could become our own worst critic in trying to reach perfection. And I think that's what you're talking about there, Femme, with the 90%. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's always hard to 
critique your own work because you always want to do better and you know that you should push yourself and maybe I can squeeze a bit more, you know, creative juice out of me for lack of better terms. And that can definitely hinder actually moving forward with the entire project. And that's happened to me multiple times, like with my new design for uh, the apartment website, which took yeah, me months right. and months and months because I kept critiquing myself basically and wanting it to be perfect and knowing that I could do better. And I'm still not 100% satisfied with it and I probably never will be. I think it's just one of those things where I know that I can always do better and I'm obviously I'm also improving, you know, every week or so as I as I go and as I do more and knowing that there's always more that I can do to it and wanting it to be perfect. Yeah, like you want to give your project the best life it can possibly have. Yeah, you know, It's exactly. almost like you're a parent and the project is your child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Borhard said something really interesting in response to that tweet as well that I want to bring in. He said that he finds it easier to critique others' work because I tend to be honest yet constructive, but with my own work, I'm destructive. Maybe it's the imposter syndrome. Do you ever find that? Do you think that... When you critique your own work, you're perhaps harsher than when you're critiquing others. I don't know. I think I might actually be the opposite. I think I'm too soft Mm -hmm. on myself. And I think that comes back to feeling emotionally attached to it. So I might really like it, but deep down I know that it's not quite working as well as it could or should be. But I still really like it. And so it's kind of getting to that position where I can detach myself from it and then improve on it whereas with other other people's work because I don't have that emotional attachment to it personally for me I find it easier to just be like well that's not really working there and while they may have some personal attachment to it that might be harder for them to overcome that yeah I think I have the same issue there with loving something in your work too much and that I'll often get stuck in a cycle of really liking this one element but I know it's not working and so I'm trying really hard to make it work when really if I just look at it critically and realize no no no, that's this is not the right time or situation for this bit you like it save the idea for another day it's not the right thing to go in here and often that's kind of the make or break point of the project as well I think once you realize that and get past that that's when you do your best work And that sort of just happened to me recently in a project I'm doing where I was super attached to this one idea and trying to make it work in all the places. And then after a while, I sort of stepped back and I I challenged myself. I said, okay, well, I'm really loving that idea, but maybe it's not quite working. I've had some feedback from others that it's not quite working. So I'm going to force myself to try something different. And so I've been doing that and thus surprise, surprise, discovered that actually there is a better way to do this thing. And so it's about pushing through that wall and letting go. And I think once you do that and once you're on the other side, that's where you do your best work. That's a really good way of putting it, I think. So you mentioned that others had been saying that it wasn't quite working as well. So I'm interested to know, do you get others to critique your work when, when it's a personal project, for example, not, you know, asking the client to look at it, but when it's a personal project, do you get others to look at it with a critical eye, not just asking for general feedback, like, do you like this, but do you get actual critiques from people? No, I mean, yes, I, I <laughs> you don't sound very sure about that. <laughs> well, I, I get other people to look at it in terms of 
Owen will look at it or sometimes uh, like a friend of mine will be over and I'll be like, oh, do you want to do you want to see what I'm working on? And mm. then naturally, you know, they just start giving feedback without even realizing that that's what they're <laughs> doing. Uh, so yes and no. I would like to get better at actually, you know, sending it off to people in my network and asking them for critique and for actual proper quote unquote proper feedback that is something that I have thought of doing and that I want to do I guess in sort of a different context to design with this magazine that I'm doing and preparing like surveys and doing a bit of research in a way I mean I don't know I guess you could kind of call that critique in a way but that's more critique on the idea and just trying to validate it yeah it's still involving other people's opinions so I think that makes sense do you get critique from others I tend not to, really. Every now and then I will, uh, on a video, send it to my sister and get her thoughts because if there's a bit I'm not sure of, like I feel like this bit's going too fast or something, and if I send it to her and she says the same thing, that's sort of validating that, okay, yes, that was, I was correct. I should have just listened to myself in the first place, you know. Or sometimes it might be part of the 90%, you know, where it's something I've noticed but no one else does. So I sort of use it for that situation but I tend mostly just to post my work and do the iteration public thing so I'll post it and see what people have to say and learn from it for next time that's mostly to do with things that I produce regularly though so like videos or blog posts or you know photography things like that because when it's uh, perhaps a t-shirt design that I've you know invested time and made the screen you want to see what people think about that before you've gone and made it definitely (laughs) Yeah, so maybe that's something that we could both improve on in our yeah. in our workflow. Maybe we should send stuff to each other. Yeah, I think having an accountability partner would be handy in that situation. I don't know, may, maybe some of our listeners have their own accountability partners and I'd be interested to hear what that relationship is like because I hear I hear that accountability partners are quite good for bouncing ideas off and you know sharing things with, but I don't know, does an accountability partner give critique on your work? I don't I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe we need to look into that. Maybe. <laughs> so we know that critiquing our own work is important. And we asked out on Twitter, as per usual, if our listeners had any tips to share about learning to look at your own work with a critical eye. Because once you've learned to do that, it's much easier, obviously, to actually get into that process and make that critiquing part of your workflow but learning to do it is not so easy I don't think especially if you're not being forced into it like we were at design school right Mm, mm Femme so we got some really good advice actually that I shall read out Camilla said squint turn it upside down reverse it walk away for 10 minutes and sometimes all of those at once (laughs) so what I take from that is looking at your work in a new light through whatever means you need to be able to do that Maybe if you've been looking at it on the computer screen, you could print it out, like I think you mentioned earlier, Femme, and look at it from a different perspective, put it on an iPad or something, and just get out of the situation where you've been looking at it in your design files all this time and try and see it afresh. She also said, don't be afraid to go back and start over. You already did it once, so it'll take less time on the second round. Yeah, I think that's a super important one and something that I'm trying to challenge myself to do more of. I think it's quite common to get attached to your first idea or your first good idea, but your first good idea 
isn't always necessarily your only idea, but it is common to stop the ideation process then because you're like, oh, I've got my good idea. But if you push yourself further, then you could have multiple good ideas. And sometimes the only way to do that is, like Camilla said, to put your first and only good idea aside and challenge yourself to take a completely new perspective and see what other good idea you might come up with. I feel like there's a saying that I can't remember that goes something like, like your first idea is always your best or something. And I just do not agree with that whatsoever. Like just because it's the first thing that came to mind doesn't mean it's the perfect right thing for that situation. No, but I think it's common to want it to be you know (laughs) yes it's common to assume it is as well yeah like oh that just came naturally so obviously it's the best one it wasn't like labored over but yeah I don't know not always I agree Clarissa said leave your work for a while and come back to it later in a few hours or a few days with fresh eyes you'll gain more perspective yep definitely so it seems to be that is the consensus you should definitely be leaving your work I'm trying to get better at building that into my process when I do Mm -hmm. client work so quite often at the moment you know when I'm when I'm pricing uh, for the piece of work I only consider like the actual time or or hours I guess that I need to put into that and price it that way but I think trying to also build in that perspective time of like letting things sit and coming back with a fresh perspective I'm trying to get better at building that into the project as well so while I'm usually quite optimistic like oh it'll take me x weeks or whatever like yes it'll take me x weeks to do the work but it's probably good to have another week on top of that as like break away and come back in between and also give myself that little extra bit of lead time in case the result of going away and coming back leads to a new idea or or something else that can really push the project further. Mm, That's a really, really good point. Yeah, totally. Great point. Katie said, don't get too attached to your work, which is definitely something we've both said we struggle with. When you like something you make, it's hard to let go of things that aren't working in it. Not saying don't be proud of your work or like it, but sometimes things you like in it aren't the best solution. That's a really hard one to get over, but I feel like your process of asking why will help with that. Yeah, I think asking why is probably the best thing you can do when it comes to validating why you've done something. So, yeah, it's really hard to challenge yourself to critique your work in that way, especially when you're super proud of it. And it can be especially even harder to let go of something when you are really proud of it or really attached to it. But, you know, there's more than just your personal feelings towards a project or an idea you have to consider those around you or or how it's going to affect others or the market or whatever as well yeah and it's not just about like it's about thinking deeper than what it looks like too right oh yeah there's something that Simon said and when he was talking to us about critiquing other people's work that I quite liked he said that it's hard to critique accurately for example with the website I can critique what I see, but I don't know its aims, backend, budget, etc. Mm, that's interesting, right? So you, there's more to think of than just what it looks like in a project. And so you, when you're critiquing your own work, you have to think deeper as well and ask yourself, like, does it fit the brief? Does it convey the right message? Have I built this in the most efficient way that, you know, if it's a website, for example, it's going to load quickly for my users, even mm-hmm. though it looks great, it might have extra long load time, which could cause them to leave the site. You know, what is the hierarchy of the piece like? What when When I look at it with fresh eyes, like if I look away and come back what's the first thing I see and am I sure that is the first thing that I want to be seen in this piece 
I think also viewing it in the context that the users would view it is super helpful as well. Totally. Like, That's a great point. Because especially with web design, you're working in Sketch or Illustrator, Photoshop, whatever you use. Quite often I see the whole picture, but the user doesn't view it that way. And it can, well, it does look very different once you actually put it in a browser or if you're designing for mobile, once you actually look at that on your phone, it looks completely different. And so putting yourself in the user's shoes and viewing your work in that context and giving it critique when it's in that context, I think is useful as well and will will bring to light different pieces of feedback that you may not have had when you were just viewing it in your in your design tool. I think that's a really great like piece of advice to end on. Let's just try and put ourselves in the user's shoes and see our work in a new light to critique it properly. Yes. It's hard, but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely necessary. So I think the takeaway from this episode is that critiquing your work is difficult. It's something that can be especially difficult, I think, when you're super attached to your project, maybe emotionally, uh, and maybe you've been working on it for a long time, and so you don't quite get that fresh perspective on it like others would. So it's quite hard to give yourself that critique when you don't have that perspective on it. But like we've talked about, sometimes walking away and coming back is a good way to get that perspective And I think it's also important to try and not feel too attached to your work as well, even though you might, you know, feel super passionate about it, that's great. But also trying to step into the shoes of the user or the person that's actually going to consume or or use the thing that you're designing or creating is important too. Yeah, I think it's better to love your work because it fits the brief and it's going to help solve someone's problem or brighten someone's day than it is to love a piece just because you like the way it looks. Yeah, it's more than just looks, right? Yeah, definitely. So, Femme, where can people go to find all of the rest of our episodes? You can go to designlife.fm, which has all of our episodes, or you can also subscribe to us on iTunes or check us out in Overcast or whatever podcast app you use. You will be able to find us there by searching Design Life. You make sure you also follow us on Twitter because we really want to have you join in the conversation. That's definitely my favourite part of each week is having this design discussion online. I don't know about you, Femme. Oh, I thought your favourite part was talking to me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> anyway, you can follow us on Twitter at DesignLifeFM. And if you've really been enjoying these episodes, we'd love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews really help get the show discovered and we want more people listening to the show you know we we feel like we've got some good things to say and we've been getting a lot of really positive feedback that the show's been helping our listeners feel more motivated and achieve their goals and we want to be able to help other people do that as well so reviews really help those people discover our show and also more people listening hopefully means more people joining in on the conversation yes i'll see you next week then bye charlie